Welcome to the Adopting Joy podcast. I'm your host, Colleen Joy Ryan. It's my passionate mission to share inspirational insights, actionable tips, tools, and techniques that you can apply immediately so you can create your best life. Sample topics include dealing with difficult people, how to get motivated and stay motivated, and transforming your struggles into success. If you're looking to create a more free and fulfilling life filled with greater happiness, health, and healing, you've come to the right place. My goal is to help you love your life. It's one of the secrets to adopting joy. Whether you are videotaping for social media or speaking in person for a live group, here's a question for you. Do you think 95% of the success of your presentation is determined before, during, or after you present? The answer is before. I like to say with public speaking, the work is in the preparation, the fun is in the presentation. And it's really true. First of all, the more you prepare, the less nervous you'll feel. Um, But I think more than anything else, you'll feel like you really accomplished something afterwards because you'll have done a fantastic job because you will have done the prep. The more you practice and rehearse, the more comfortable you'll feel with your material the less nervousness you'll experience. And after a while, you might even consider it fun because you you can kind of loosen up. You can kind of focus more on your audience and not so much what you're going to say. So even a dry topic can be made interesting if you fortify it with examples, stories, lessons learned, surprising statistics, and more. Now, I do a lot of public speaking. I do keynote speaking. Um, I do business seminars. I do personal coaching. And I'll admit, some of the business topics that I speak on, such as managing people, uh, managing difficult people, leadership, some of those topics would probably consider, they'd probably be considered to be dry, but I kind of liven them up by asking questions. Um, I give people exercises. Um, I don't mean like literally physical exercises, but you know, breaking them up into groups and having them do exercises. So what I'm going to talk about kind of applies to that, but this information also applies if you're going to be recording any videos for social media or doing any audio for social media. So that's where a lot of these tips are going to um, come into play for you. Perhaps most importantly, I always say that with public speaking and presenting, your audience will know if you didn't rehearse. Now, the quote-unquote rehearsing 
could be as simple as doing a one-time practice session videotaping with an outline, say, for example, for social media, and then playing it back and analyzing it. It doesn't have to be elaborate. You know, we're all busy these days. It could be as simple as doing an audio recording and then playing it back while you're driving around running errands. The point is to practice and be prepared. Now, if you want to, sure, you can do impromptu videos. Actually, they're a great idea because you don't want to come across as too rehearsed, whether you're doing a seminar, whether you're doing a a keynote speech, or whether this is something for social media. But at least have an idea in your mind for what you want to say so that you don't ramble. For all intents and purposes, though, we're going to talk about preparation, because even the most extroverted people I know who love doing social media videos have at least an outline and usually do one run-through. I love what Andre Previn, pianist, conductor, and composer, said about rehearsing. If I miss a day of practice, I know it. If I miss two days, my manager knows it. If I miss three days, my audience knows it. Like I said, I do a lot of public speaking seminars, breakout sessions, and coaching. I'm often asked the best way to reduce nervousness. And what I would say to you is 75% of your nervousness can be reduced by rehearsing effectively. So for example, if you're gonna stand for your presentation, rehearse standing. This way you get comfortable with your body language and you're not thinking, what do I do with my arms? What do I do with my hands? (laughs) If you're gonna be sitting while recording a video, then rehearse while sitting down. Public speaking and presentation skills is like golf, skiing, or any other sport. The more you practice, the better you become. And like any sport, if you just take one class, but you don't practice beyond that day, you won't improve. The choice is yours. Practice and I can practically guarantee you'll be glad you did. So I wanna give you 10 public speaking tips. Number one, rehearse. Look at the word rehearse. If you cross out the S and the E, what does it spell? Rehear. When you rehearse, you're rehearing yourself, and that's the biggest benefit. Number two, rehearse by placing your outline, preferably in bullets and phrases, in front of you. Record yourself on video or on your phone's audio recorder. Play it back. If you're short on time and your presentation's on audio, put it in the passenger seat and play it back while you're going to work or 
running errands. This is a wonderful tool because you'll get a feel for where you sound convincing, passionate, and real. And you'll also get a feel for where you need work. You know, where you where did you not sound convincing? Or where did you maybe sound confusing? You know, the, the material as you were playing it back, maybe it didn't make sense. Number three, this might seem out of place in talking about a public speaking tip, but I think you'll see where this is important. Practice self-love. Okay, now I just talked about recording yourself, playing it back, videotaping yourself, playing it back, and I know what you're thinking. (laughs) You're thinking you can't stand how you sound on audio or you don't like how you look on video. You are most likely your harshest critic. Can you make improvements? Yes, but be realistic when you're critiquing yourself. And to be honest, I don't even like the word critiquing because it sounds too much like criticizing. So sure, you know, you can make improvements, but also be realistic. You know, most of us don't like how we sound on audio. I don't like how I sound on audio. Most of us don't like how we look on video. I don't like how I look on video. So just remember, we are typically our harshest critic. So be realistic when you're listening, when you're watching yourself, and when you're giving yourself feedback. Someone listening needs to hear this. Be a little easier on yourself and focus on your message and how you're helping people. People want to hear what you have to say. Do you have a story to tell? Then you need to start talking. Now, we all have insecurities. Many of these come from things in our childhood. Either we were criticized by a teacher, a parent, or teased by kids at school. It could be anything. It could be all of the above. Maybe you were raised never feeling good enough. So know that all of that will play into your feelings about yourself on and off camera. So practice self-love. Number four, the more you work on self-acceptance, the better you'll become at putting the focus on your topic and what you're passionate about. Personally, I believe the secret sauce to really improving your public speaking skills is focusing on helping others with your message. It works every time. So what valuable information can you share that others need and why do they need it? I know that when I conduct public speaking classes, I first have people talk about topics that they're passionate about. And if they want to start with a work topic, that's fine. But if they want to start with something that they're passionate about, they can do that. And it's amazing how the more someone talks about 
what they're passionate about, whether it's their favorite place to vacation, or maybe it's a hobby like uh, coffee roasting. Whatever it is, you can literally see the nervousness going out of them because they're focused on their message and how they think it will help other people. Which brings me to number five. Number five, know your why. Know your purpose. And first, if you can, part of number five, know your audience. This can be trickier with social media because you you don't always know everything about your followers or who will be watching or listening, whether it's audio or video. The good news is the more you learn about your audience, the easier this will become and you'll establish a real connection. And connection with your audience is the key. If you're starting out Consider practicing in front of safe, supportive people like family members. <laughs> okay, I can almost hear some of you laughing and saying, uh, Colleen, my family would not be <laughs> safe. These would not be the people that I want to practice in front of you. Okay, so maybe for you, these would not be your supportive people. In which case, practice in front of a supportive friend or supportive friends. If you really want to take your public speaking to the next level, consider joining Toastmasters. They have them in almost every city and they're international. Even if you join and practice for six months, they'll be the most sympathetic an understanding audience you'll ever have. And you might make some fun friends in the process. So I would highly recommend Toastmasters if you really want to take your public speaking to the next level. Number seven, have an outline that's in bullets and phrases listing your main points. Have it in large enough print that you can glance down at it and then look up at your audience. Think of it as fast food for the eyes. You do not want your outline in sentences because if it's in sentences, you are too likely to read it. So when I talked about having it in large print, that would not just be for those of us who are older, but in large print just so that you can glance down at it. Number eight, practice deep breathing before you begin. Why? Because this gets oxygen to your brain and keeps you from blanking out. Number nine, I think you're going to like this tip. You never look as nervous as you feel. And that's a fact. I'm sure you've practiced a presentation before in front of a group, and when you sat down, somebody said, great job, and they really meant it. And you said to them, really? I was so nervous. And they said, really? You didn't seem like it. Or if you've ever watched yourself on videotape, I can almost guarantee that when you watched yourself, you didn't look 
as nervous. Now, maybe you thought you looked nervous because you know what was going on in your mind. You know, you know if you had, uh, you know what your thoughts were, you know if you had dry uh, cotton mouth, you know if your hands were shaking, but other people often don't see that. So this is a really important point. Number nine, you never look as nervous as you feel. So if you forget a main point, just glance at your notes and say what you were going to say. It's perfectly okay to look down at your notes. And by the way, don't be afraid of silence. A lot of times when there's some silence, it adds variety and it gets people more focused on you. So like I said, if you forget a main point, just glance at your notes and say what you were going to say. Or just move on to the next point. And when you remember what you were going to say, say it. No one will know what you left out. Now, sometimes when you're practicing in front of colleagues, people who do know your material, uh, for example, sometimes when I'm doing a speaking engagement for a corporation and people are practicing in front of their colleagues, their colleagues do know the material. So they will often know if they've forgotten something. But still, like I said, those people can often be your most sympathetic audience because they're going through the same thing and they're also practicing. But most people are not going to know what you left out, especially if this is maybe um, you're giving a, a, a video presentation. You know, you're just doing a, a short video for social media. Number 10, the number one thing your audience will remember is your closing because it's the last thing they'll hear. So the number one thing your audience will remember is your close, as in C-L-O-S-E. <laughs> the second most important thing they'll remember is your opening remarks. So you do not want to start with good morning or good afternoon because that's boring and it's obvious. It's not something that's going to engage your group. Start with a story that engages your audience and draws them in, or start with an interesting or startling statistic, you know, or a group of statistics. You could start with a current event or even a question or some questions. So start with something that draws them in and then, of course, in the body of your presentation, even if it's just one minute or two minutes, talk about what you're going to talk about. And then at the end, when you wrap it up, tie it up with a call to action. And one of the best ways that you can do this is to signal that you're going to be closing. So, for example, you could say, and in closing... Or you can end by saying, to wrap up, or in wrapping up, or at the end you could say, in summary, and then you could either review a couple main points, 
you could end with a story. You could end with um, a main point, especially if this is going to be, you know, a short video or a short audio. The main thing is you want to end with punch and with something that they will remember and something that addresses the what's in it for me. Because remember, they're going to be thinking, what's in it for me? What am I going to get out of it? And by the way, once you say something like, and in closing or in wrapping up, make sure that you do. (laughs) Within about one to two minutes, or they will tune you out, okay? So please write to me. Let me know how these tips, let me know how these tips work for you and any other topics you're interested in for the podcast. As always, you all know that I love quotes. So as always, I'd like to leave you with two quotes that capitalize on the importance of practice. The first one is by Aristotle. He said, we are what we repeatedly do. Excellence then is not an action, but a habit. And the second one is by Robert Collier. He said, constant repetition carries conviction. So think about how you are helping people with your message. It's one of the secrets to adopting joy. Please, if you haven't already subscribed to the Adopting Joy podcast, please do and share it with your friends. You can follow me on Instagram at adoptingjoy underscore. That's at adoptingjoy, J-O-Y, and the underscore symbol on Twitter at Adopting Joy. I'm also on Facebook at Colleen Joy Ryan, the one in the US. Thank you. Mm-hmm.